Are you ready for some high adventure? Coming up next on the Mutual Audio Network. The following audio drama is rated PG for parental guidance recommended. This is Tom McNally floating somehow forever above February 2017. There's a newly discovered solar system orbiting a tiny star where the years last for days. It must be awful there and thrilling. Though the real news of February 2017 is that the Saga of the European King's Patreon page is filling up with tasty rewards for those of you who enjoy having its hooks in your mind. There's a raw, unvarnished recording of our previous episode with all the swears and giggles and ad-libs left in. It's like listening in on our phone calls. You will feel very powerful. Go to patreon.com slash saga of the European King to subscribe and gain access to this feeling. There's also an early draft of this very episode up there that's absent the special guest star that we have this month. Peter Marinka joins us again to play a mystery role. So keep an ear out for that as you enjoy the latest chapter of our saga in which we discover how many angles there are and how they may be covered. The Saga of the European King, Chapter 25. The Smith Expedition. Let's talk about travel and travelling. Travel was dumb and difficult in medieval times. And it wasn't just because of the distance, but it was all the dangers and random encounters and thirst that made generally a really big deal to go anywhere at all. The king had access to a magic reindeer, and even he had to spend days or weeks travelling distances that we in the present day would laugh at as we chug down our energy drinks. None of which applies to me, of course. I can go anywhere I like. Because you're so rich. Oh, you are kissing some major buff that you are good at. Turn down here. Sally Minefield was going with Will Smith to his office, and even that involved a long hike across the beach. You got any magic powers, Sally? Magic powers? Come now, strange girl shows up on the beach wearing a fancy costume. I know the score. I like, so, uh, so what do you do on your crazy CIA missions when some terrorist jumps out at you and he needs you hard? Oh, well, um, until recently, I, uh, well, I'm a necro ninja, so I detach my spirit from my body and I use it as a precision instrument or to empower special weapons. Oh, you gotta meet my man Shaman Sidewinder when we get to my office. He's exactly 100% as scary as all that sounds, but he doesn't have a cute face like you. Oh, kind of plain, actually. <laughs> oh, you get the hell away. You are an exotic, ass-kicking beauty and no man is good enough for you. You hear? I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm just not used to compliments. I can't take them gracefully. Well, you gotta develop that ability. You gotta own your scary ninja craft, and I should know, I got a magic power of my own. What's your magic power? I am very, very rich, Sally Minefield. And that's a magic power you can't find between kitchenware and sporting goods. So you can buy an easy journey whenever you like? Girl, I can buy the best journey. Now, step into my office, please. Will Smith's main Florida office was a warehouse on the edge of his estate. It could comfortably fit inside of it everything you had ever heard of or thought about. He used it as a space to tinker with his projects and to keep them under wraps until they were ready to hit the market. His latest project was really something. Um, a caravan? Don't say caravan like it's not impressive. Oh, well, how many people are going to be in the caravan? Caravan, you may be right. 
I'll have marketing invent some new words so we don't have to call it a caravan like we're going camping or something. Hey, Sherman Sidewinder! Is that a magic telephone? The king has one of those. <laughs> Just one. Oh, hey, Shaman, my man! I need some new words out of you, and I need them yesterday. Smell you later. He don't really smell bad, we're just kidding around. Anyway, this uh, caravan to be renamed represents the largest peacetime movement of people and equipment in all of history. And not just moving, hell no, it is first class all the way. But how is that going to find the king? Don't you have a scrying glass or a reverse town portal scroll or a talking eagle friend? Are you seriously going to tour about the country looking for him with your eyes? Sally. Those are all magic powers now, ain't they? And what did we say my magic power was? That you've got lots of gold? <sighs> gold? Gold was weighing us down, Sally. The president threw it all away. Now there's no limit to how high the top can get. And this is how us guys at the top do things. If I'm gonna launch a manhunt across the country to find me a new business partner, I want all my customers, shareholders, and punk-ass rivals to know about it. I want them to see just how valuable an asset your king is to me. Oh, so that's why every one of these carriages has a fireplace, a minibar, and a pizza oven. You see these portholes? There's a crawl space with slaves inside, and they blow cool air over your face if you've eaten too much. What, really? Well, they gotta be doing something when they ain't singing. My slaves know every song. How did you put this together so quickly? I was raised to lead a life that is valuable, Sal. That means getting things done. Also, I have most of this stuff around the place anyway. I've been thinking of doing a grand tour for a while now. Plus, it's a great way to smuggle arms to the Vikinka, since we're not technically allowed to do that no more. Whoops, did I just let slip how many angles I had it covered? I did, didn't I? So, we're going to find the king, and we're also taking your son on his first quest, and we're showing off your power, and we're making an illegal arms deal. And I'm gonna work on my short game. Got me a putting green in my carriage. But Dad, you're already three on the par! Not for long if I don't practice, boy. So this is how Sally Minefield, Father Figaro, Will Smith, his son Jay, and his employees spent the months of travel around the Gulf of Mexico to the Viking nation, in perfect luxury and under the heaviest guard possible. They sat two apiece in spacious, cool carriages filled with all the luxuries of medieval life. There were comfortable beds littered with stuffed cartoon likenesses of the local monsters that folded up into the walls, and a wash basin with a decent-sized cistern and equipped with many sensuous sponges. There were always painting supplies and blank easels in the cabinet and a fresh spool of tape in the recorder in case you woke up with an idea at 3am. There was a hatch in the roof that was always filled with a kind of maize crisp that Shaman Sidewinder had created. You could dip them in anything you wanted, day or night. They were flanked on all sides by the Smith family's private mercenary army of fierce Winnebago's. They rode beside their carriages 24-7 on bizarre camel-sheep monsters called llamas, never seeming to take a break or sleep. The expedition trailed behind it a second armoured carriage train that carried the staff and the bodyguards and the administrators and the messengers and the washerwomen and the Winnebago's wives and the jugglers and the firebreathers and the cooks and the mapmakers and the Smith dynasty shareholders and the people from the bank and the marketing department and everybody else. They followed a trail of clues and rumours, not quite as thoroughly as Sally would have liked, to the Masked Temple, the seat of power to the old Vikinka Lord himself. Father Figaro wanted to go with Sally Minefield, Will Smith and his son, on the hike through the jungle. He was anxious about meeting Eric Rageeter again because Eric Rageeter was the most evil man in the world, but he was fed up with being on the luxurious caravan with no danger, rich food and somebody always blowing in his face. Are you sure you know who you're dealing with? Eric Rage Eater? 
E-R-E, the blight of Kirkland, blood rain of the north. Yeah, yeah, Eric's got a lot of names. He collects them like they was baseball cards. That's his business. My business is what I can sell to the most liquid client this side of the Bikinka border. From my reading, I understand that they are Vikmaya this far east. You sure know how to make the most of a pleasure cruise, Father. Don't let anyone take that from you. Will, Figaro's right to get uncomfortable. Not only has he somehow captured the king, he terrorized Europe for generations. I'm pretty sure my grandmother made me swear to kill him on her deathbed. Yes, that oath is now officially part of the last rites for most denominations. Nobody swearing to kill my best customer on my watch. Oh, look, he brought the welcoming committee. Watch this, Jake. This is how we build and maintain our business relationships. You watching? I'm watching, Dad! Eric, my main man. It's been too long, buddy. Too long. You still eating rage? I hear that shit's tasty. Will Smith, you old tricked out cheater. You sure know how to live. The boss is live. That's a real doggone dynamite, gold-plated, pimp-pistol-whipping caravan you're towing with you. Hey, 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 keep it clean in front of my boy. Jay, you tell him how much banging you've been doing. No, sir. Yeah, we're gonna keep it that way. And don't you call it a caravan, man. This here the Smith Expedition rolling into your little town, bringing you the very finest in fine wares. We be sealing one dizzle of an illegal arms field, dog. Ha ha ha. Well, you got your work cut out for you. I hear some handsome asshole been selling Smith Dynasty weapons with the serial numbers filed off to every war chief and nephew with a beady eye on your mad stacks. Well, Smith, you give the game its name. That shiz will keep me playing for decades, at least. Yeah, you're welcome. Wait, I recognize those chromosomes. You, Plingo, you must be Count Minefield's granddaughter's old. Um, yes, hello. Did you know him? Know him? I've got that gangster's soul trapped in my necklace. Right here, see? I tore his brain out his skull and smoked it in one puff. Oh, I, um, I, I'd heard a slightly different version of the story. Oh, we weren't fighting or nothing. I tried to shake his hand and slipped. Ha! Here, never did find a use for his soul. Maybe you will. Sally Minefield took the necklace from the robot kung fu arm of Eric Rageeta's bed. She looked into its jewel and tried to remember the face of her grandmother. In medieval Europe, the worst thing that could happen to you was that they didn't find your soul after you died. Her grandmother's face had always been so sad and dull. Gee, okay. Easy as that. Thank you, Lord Rageeta. Call me Eric, but the K is spelled Crook. Like in Krona, because I work long hours on my hustle. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. That's what we're talking about. Eric Rajita led them back to the Masked Temple, and of course there was a feast of maize and turkey and chocolate all ready for them. Father Figaro was just on the verge of becoming comfortable with being the guest of the most evil man in the world when Sally Minefield realised that they were sitting just across the feasting table from Axe Axwound and Astrid Gimelech. The last time Sally Minefield had seen Axe Axewound was years previously, back in Brussels, when he had vowed to find the king by getting drunk and vanishing. She was pleased to see him because they were friends. Axe! You're here! It's been... Wait, how did you get here? Oh, hi Sally. 
I'm not entirely sure. But the clue said this is where the king was being kept in prison. He was, I. But you're too late. He's gone. Gone? He hightailed up country some weeks ago. I, I beg your pardon? Astrid Figaro. Sally Figaro. Sally Astrid. And I'm Axe. I am Axe's girlfriend. And we already have adopted a selection of rescue animals. And soon we shall put down the mortgage on a house that is far too small. Um, what do you think of Axe's tattoo? Yes, the one on his ribs with the overdone loops and swashes that says, Batch. Open brackets, bachelor, close brackets. Forever. Just me and my crew and also my king whom I must also kill. Brackets. That tattoo has been eliminated. So where is the king now and why are you not on <laughs> <at> his side? <laughs> oh. What's happened? Axe will not talk about the matter. I am in possession of the details, but do not understand them fully. Your big okayer took a swing for the strange, started acting the punk. Lord Eric is in a black mood about the incident also. These are the facts. Your king pulled his moves on me in a childish and belligerent manner, and we shall speak of him no more. The gorilla's gone. Pulled the moves? On your girlfriend? Who hacks? We were at relationship level 5 at the time of the incident. I was supposed to hunt him like a dog. Will Smith, <laughs> we must leave at once. Figaro, you sit your ass down. Enjoy my man Eric's here. Now feast like a good dress-wearing empty ball sack boy now. Will, this is really important. Something really wrong has happened. The king has broken rule one. He must be under mind control or have gone evil or, or, or something. Rule one, huh? I'm taking for granted you got a lot of rules, else that wouldn't be very impressive. I mean, rule one of three. Will! Okay, okay, Eric. We'll have to have this to go. That's a scurrilous rumor. My ballsack is perfect. You're wanting to join in on the hunting party, Smith? You thirsting for blood or you working a hustle? Ah, uh, what do you think, Rage? Ha ha ha! Hustle! The feast was cut short, but not too short, and the Smith expedition, plus Eric Rage Eater and a Vikinka host, rolled out of town on the trail of the king. Five thousand kilometers away, at his roost on the bank of the Potomac River, the President of the United States was meeting with his Secretary of Defense. The meeting was about the king. <sighs> Our mole in the Smith office reports that they are several days behind him. He is traveling cross-country and living off the land. He's covered a lot of ground, but Will's expedition is very well prepared. The President of the United States considered this at length. He shifted his massive bulk and said, I'll be damned. We can't allow this kind of thing running up inside our pant leg. Dictators coming in from their cesspools, off their leashes, messing with the Bureau of Fisheries and Wildlife. This can't help us. What are the latest developments on where he's got to? We lost him at the border, but he appeared again in South Texas. Uh-huh. Our spy with the Apache tells us he's been using some seditious language. Uh-huh. He could be stirring up something sinister. Son of a bitch. Subversive activities. This screwball is in deep, deep trouble. Our agent has been dispatched to reprimand him. What about those friends of his? We gotta kick the hell out of those sons of bitches. Are we running intelligence operations on all of them? We've got our people watching the Smith entourage, and they can strike when ready. Mm. The most dangerous of them is the shaman, Colonel Glowfist. He's making his way up the coast, apparently on his way to us. To us? You're kidding. This is not a calming atmosphere. The Alligator King was a left-winger, but 
what that shaman did to him and his family. He deserves to hang. We've made contact with a criminal group with cause to act against them and made sure that they're outfitted appropriately for the job. Can we trust Smith? He's been playing ball with us and feeding the Vikingas. Goddamn Vikingas! Give them all the gold they can eat, and they still turn the screws. If anyone finds out we're doing business with them, it could get very embarrassing. Sure as hell soon, everyone will want a handout, and where will that get us? We'd have trouble on every side then. That's right. See if we can help a coup along sometime, when we're not so busy with your invasion plans. Incidentally, we've moved most of the necessary material and assembled the fleet. We should be ready to invade Europe by uh, early spring. The nation is grateful for your service, Madam Secretary. Kiss me. The Secretary of Defense did not hesitate. She hoisted herself up the feeding ladder and scored the president as passionately and as fiercely as she could, which was huge. They made love then. It took many hours and was very hazardous, but that only made it all the sweeter. Their desires replete, the secretary dressed and returned to her office. She smiled widely to herself all the way down the hallway as she elbowed aside the president's lesser underlings. At her desk, she found that she had fresh smoke signal reports in from her super-secret tell-no-one-no-backsies agent in the CIA. They had been transcribed for her by an intern and told her that her son was well. He had escaped the North Carolinian Outdoors Gladiatorial Child Deathmatch Contest with the help of the bandits she was funding with the Inner City Smoking Slush Fund. The ex-queen was so very proud of Prince Prince. She knew that he would soon be a fine king with his sister at his side and the military might of the United States behind him. She sat back in her executive swivel chair and sighed a happy sigh. Years of work was paying off exactly the way she wanted it to. Just so you don't think I'm trying to trick you or anything, um, I should point out that the Secretary of Defense is the same person as the ex-queen who's like the main villain. That last scene was actually quite a big deal, but it's an even bigger deal in light of, of what I just told you. Are we good? Chapter 25. The Saga of the European King was performed by Amy Sutton, Joshua Crisp, and Tom McNally, with a special guest appearance by Peter Marinka. It was written and produced by Tom McNally, and Nikolai Ruiz composed the theme tune and the musical Stings. And its sound effects came from the wonderful freesound.org community. The online description of this chapter has an exhaustive list of sound effects credits. If you enjoy our show, you can rate, review, or subscribe on iTunes, like our page on Facebook, follow us on SoundCloud, or become our patron on Patreon. This will make our cheese stronger, and, if I have done the calculations correctly, yours too. Hey, Billy, why do you look so down? Aw, oh, Dad, I got a computer, a PlayStation, and a barn full of iguanas, and I'm still bored. <sighs> Gee, Billy, when I was your age, I would read lots of stories in pulp magazines. Oh, with stories of weird adventure and fantasy, horror, satire, and lots of action. Wow, that sounds great, Dad. Yeah, I sure wish there was something like that right now. <laughs> there is Daddy-O! Who are you? I'm Dr. Mary Von Roxbrocket, host of the Twisted Pulp Radio Hour, and now there's... 
Twisted Pulp Magazine! <laughs> What's that, Doctor? Why, it is a return to greatness! Available on all your digital devices! That is what it is! Look! Whoa! Dad, this looks awesome! Exciting and, dare I say it, very unwholesome. You definitely have that right, my good man! <laughs> Thanks, Dr. Mary! My pleasure, Billy! And just between you and me, I am not sure that this man is really your father. Bye! Dad? Uh, just read your Twisted Pulp magazine, Billy. Twisted Pulp magazine! Available in dark alleyways behind meth labs everywhere! Or at digitalvaudeville.com! That is D-I-G-I-T-A-L-V-A-U-D-E-V-I-L-L-E dot com!